Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hello, it's Dr. Fiona Lovely here, and this is the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast. How you doing? I hope everyone is uh, happy and healthy, and if you're in the Northern Hemisphere enjoying the um, perhaps halcyon days of summer before we go back to school, and um, you know, I think it's an, uh, it's an appropriate time to talk about uh, my subject for today, which is embracing the divine feminine. It's a beautiful time of the year to have this conversation. So before I go too far down the road, down the rabbit hole of the Divine Feminine, uh, let's pause a quick moment to listen to a word from our sponsor. Uh, back with you shortly. Let me tell you about Athletic Greens. Eating well and taking all the recommended supplements can be just another task for the to-do list. Even if we do our best with eating a healthy diet, many of us could benefit from a nutritional boost. Athletic Greens is an excellent way to get those nutrients in an easy-to-take form. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients like medicinal mushrooms, probiotics, prebiotics, adaptogenic herbs for adrenal health, and more. The Greens Superfood Blend helps to fill the nutritional gaps in our diet and tastes good too. We have been taking it daily in our house for a few months now, and we love the convenience of the high-vibe nutrition it gives. As a physician, I love that it has clean-sourced ingredients to help with gut health, immunity, brain health, and cellular function in one easy step. It has replaced many other supplements in that one scoop in our house. Athletic Greens is offering my community a one-year supply of liquid vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase for free. Visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Fiona Lovely to take advantage of this offer. Okay, so recently uh, we had a Friday the 13th in, um, in August and uh, you know, traditionally, Friday the 13th was the day of the goddess. It was uh, Venus's day. Um, it honored the number 13, which uh, we have 13 moon cycles every year. And um, the average woman will have 13 menstrual cycles per year. So it's a very feminine day. And um, until recently, when the patriarchy got a hold of it and, um, you know, kind of taught us to or turned us away from our natural instincts let's put it that way it's uh most recently become the thing of horror movies and the day of bad luck etc but actually friday the 13th is the day of the goddess it's the day that we honor our connection to nature and the cycles of nature 
and we get to witness the creativity in our lives. We get to celebrate the beauty and wisdom in our lives. Again, all in all, a very feminine day. I happen to be on vacation uh, on Friday the 13th this year, and um, I took the opportunity to go sit in a beautiful garden with my sketch pad and just appreciate the birds and the bees and uh, snakes, as it were. Um, I would have preferred not to see that part, but I guess it was a beautiful garden, something kind of biblical about the whole thing. Anyways, uh, but really to spend time in nature and uh, honoring the goddess. So uh, why is it that now's the time to talk about the divine feminine? Well, I think a few things. First of all, uh, recently I've had a few quite a few of you actually send me either emails or um, a note, a direct message through my social um, media about asking me to explain what I am talking about when I mention the feminine or the goddess or the divine feminine. So I thought I'd define it. Now here's the deal. There is no textbook on this, kids. It literally is um, me coming up with a list of words that embody what the divine feminine means to me. And so I am no authority on this other than just being a woman who is in tune with the earth and the rhythms of health and nature and um, on my best days fully embodied, meaning I'm in my body, not in my head. So, um, but again, I'm human, so there's lots of <laughs> opportunity for growth there, let's call it. So this is this is the divine feminine according to Fiona Lovely, for whatever that's worth. And I hope there's something here for you. So let's talk about this. After the lockdown in 2020, it became really clear to me that the feminine on our planet was far from using our inner compass. A lot of us had turned towards these outside sources of information. Now, in some ways, that was rightfully so. There was a lot of things we didn't know. There was a lot of things we didn't understand. And as time has passed and these things have gone on, I feel that what is being presented in the media and what is truth are two different things. Now, that's not a new concept, um, and it's not related to the current climate. Um, that's been going on for, for decades and the 24-hour news cycle and, you know, the economical, political connections to the news uh, and commercial connections to the news. So there's nothing new, new there. But after the lockdown, I was like, how many of us are actually even aware that we have an inner truth guidance system? And ultimately, that brings us to the conversation about the divine feminine. So the other thing that happened was that you know, after the lockdown, we could look back and say, oh, wow, we really weren't served by our over-busyness or busy mint, as I like to call it. And where did that come from? Well, truthfully, most of us listening to this podcast likely have parents that were baby boomers. So they were born, born in the immediate post-war era. And a hustling society in that post-war era uh, meant that uh, commercial and capitalism, commercialism, capitalism could rule. I mean, people really needed to um, 
the population really needed to produce in order to get these economies back up and running after World War II. And so um, that, again, that hustling society, that hustle and grind, that's what we were taught. And I think we can look, I think it's fair to say that most of us can take a look at our parents' health uh, and say, did stress serve them well? Or are there things that we could learn? And we can go two ways with that. We could double down on the stress and think it gives us some kind of uh, legitimacy. Or we can learn from it and say, ah, mm, maybe there's a better way. And how do you know what that way is? Well, you know, connecting to the inner wisdom is the way to do that. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that as we move through the information here. But that outward turning getting stuff done, hustle and grind, we turned outside of ourselves to find um, permission and guidance and um, confirmation that we were on the right path. And what I'll say about that is whoever you turn to will have their own lens as to what is appropriate and so were you really getting information that was truthful for yourself or wise for yourself? Or were you getting someone else's version of that? Um, because we've all got those lenses that we look at depending on our experiences. So the other thing, the other reason why I think it's really important to talk about the divine feminine now is all that hustling for all those years was just very male, very doing. Whereas the feminine is being. And I think... The uh, era of overdoing is done. I know myself, I'm not interested in experiencing high levels of stress just to contribute to someone else's idea of who I should be or who I am in the world. And I think we'd all do better to embrace that a little bit. So it's time for the male doing to be balanced by the feminine being. Okay, so what is the divine feminine? It's our innate connection to the greater world around us through the sacred vessel of our physical selves. So literally a woman's body is the giver of life. Not only do we create life in our bodies, we nurture and nourish it for nine months within our bodies and then for a lifetime outside of our bodies. So the term sacred vessel, I really want you to think about that. When was the last time you viewed your body as a sacred vessel? And we all have that inner dialogue about how we speak about ourselves. And this is especially true at perimenopause when things start to get a little bit janky. You start to think, oh my God, I'm getting old, I'm falling apart, I, I hurt, I can't poop, my... Um, my vagina's dry, I don't want to have sex, I bitchy to everybody. I mean, all these things, right? This becomes part of the inner dialogue. But are we, are we speaking to ourselves as the sacred vessel, the embodiment of the goddess? And that's what we are. So take a little review of how you're speaking to yourself and think, could you, could you bring in some more kindness? 
So I thought it would be good just to list some words that embody the divine feminine. I think that's a, a, a nice way to do it. Here I'm I'm all for lists and bullet point uh, bullet bullet point lists to do lists alphabetized to do a Virgo in my chart. <laughs> okay, words to embody the divine feminine: gentle, nourishing, receiving, desire, pleasure, embracing, openness agreeableness, softness, attraction, and stillness. Now, what I want you to remember is a lot of those words and the softness of those words feels opposite to what we've been taught about what power is. And women in power, I mean, that's a big conversation all by itself, but we have a bit of a strange relationship with it because We've been taught that power is all those things that we understand a powerful man to be. But women have a totally different set of skills here. And embracing some of these words and the, and the meaning behind them is the way to our most powerful self. And a good way to think about it is if you think about yourself at ovulation and how you have that, um, and it's all it's different for all of us, um, I know for me, I have about a 24-hour window where I'm literally the empress sitting upon her throne and the subjects come to me. I feel like the flower that the bees can't resist. And I found that's actually stronger the closer, closer I get to menopause. The, um, the way I feel about that, or I'm a lot more aware of it, let's put it that way. And so I want you, if you don't chart your cycle, for heaven's sakes, this is episode 76, you should be charting your cycle. There's all kinds of free apps that you can do that with, and they're all good. Um, just you should know when you're ovulating, you know, your secretions change during ovulation too, your feelings change, your sleep changes, your skin changes, all of those things. So think about a woman in her power at ovulation. That is our natural attraction and receptivity. A lot of us push it away because we think the gentle way is not strong. And I'm here to tell you that's simply not true. So the divine feminine is feelings driven. It's being driven. It's not doing driven. So if you're not sure if you're in the feminine, think about your actions in the moment. Are they doing actions or are they actions of how do I feel in this moment? Do I feel warmer or colder? Warmer means move towards it. Colder means move away from it. Now, many of us are no longer embodied, meaning that we do not feel our physical selves the way we were meant to. And this is how the feminine speaks to us, is through our physical bodies. And there's a lot of reasons why we can become disembodied. Um, and I'm going to talk, I'll give you a, an exercise in a little bit here that will help you to get to that place. But start to think about, you know, most of us are focused in our heads. And I want you to start thinking about um, or feeling what your heart feels like. Imagine your attention dropping from your head like a stone through your neck into your chest next to your heart. And then feel through that. 
that's a good place to start. Anyways, I do want to say, do not confuse the divine feminine with feminism. One is a natural goddess-given state, and the other is a social movement. Okay, they're different things. And I know that um, society has kind of done a number to the term feminism. So uh, that's not what I'm talking about here. There's plenty of other podcasts that will do a better job talking about feminism. I'm talking about the divine feminine, our natural state of being. Okay, the other thing I want you to think about is that the divine feminine is the energy of Venus, of the great mother, of mother earth, okay, of a wise woman who simply knows without even opening her mouth, she knows. That is the embodiment of the divine feminine. Okay, so kind of enough theory there. What I want to do is kind of give you some nuggets that'll help you get into the experience of what it means to be embracing the divine feminine. So number one, as I've said, bear saying again, it's not a doing. It's a feeling. It's a being. It's a being driven by feelings. Okay, don't try to wrap your head around that, sis, because as soon as you do, now you're into doing, right? Just move through it. Move towards things that feel good. Move away from things that don't feel good. You'll feel a contraction when things feel not good. You'll feel an opening and softening when things feel good. Warm or colder. You remember that game when you were a kid. That's a good way to look at it. So embodiment. Get into your body. Our body is what gives us the clues of instinct and intuition. That is not something you think. It is something you feel. Now, we are all born with this. This is not a special gift to some women. This is all of us. But we live in a society where often it's not safe for us to be embodied. Uh, there's a lot of trauma that is coming up to be processed now. And for some women, this is why it's not safe to be in our bodies. So in a fashion that feels good to you, without input from the outside, okay, even my voice, listen to what I'm saying, but make it your own. Find a way to ground yourself, to plant yourself into the ground, into Mother Earth, and if you don't have a place where you can go and squish your toes in the sand or the lush grass, um, I want you to, or in the dirt, whatever you in the water, whatever you're close to, if you can't go hug a tree, then imagine yourself doing it. Because the brain is very powerful. It, it, can, it can take you there even though you're not physically there. And one way we can get embodied in a gentle fashion that is totally private and to ourselves is uh, something I've learned to do recently, which is hip circles. All right, so here's the deal with hip circles. Think of it like putting a boundary around yourself. So I've, uh, in my practice, I've watched so many women attempt to do hip circles for the first time from a very stiff place. So let me give you a little guidance. I want you to plant your feet bare as best on the floor, carpet, uh, on the grass, on the hardwood, inside, outside, doesn't matter, okay? Wherever you can get this done. I want you to have your feet shoulder width apart and I want you to bend your knees, okay? You're engaging your quads, the muscles on the front of your thighs. You're engaging that. And then I want you to push your right hip out 
as far as it feels good, remember, you're looking for the pleasure of it, not the pain of it, not the training of it, not the pushing of it, not the doing of it, but the pleasure of it. So if you push your hip out to the right, okay, now you found your spot. Now slowly roll your butt cheeks around the back while you dip your chest forward slow, like way slower than you think. Okay, I'm doing it right now as I'm telling you. Now you've, you're rolling to the right, the top of your body, and your left hip comes out. Same thing, seek pleasure, seek pleasure. And then to roll around the front, throw your shoulders and your chest back, your neck, look to the sky, slow, slow, and complete the circle. Now remember, Keep your knees bent, stick your bum out, put your chest forward to stick your bum out, and if you're sticking your if you're tucking your bum in, you're gonna throw your shoulders back. Don't keep your head stiff. Let your hair go. Let your let your neck roll. Okay, neck pain for women, for a lot of us, comes from trying to keep our eyes on the doing of things, okay? But I'm, I'm trying to get you into the feelings. Now, if you have back pain or you have uh, something else that prevents you from standing on your feet or being able to do this in a stable fashion, now remember, you don't have to put your hip out very far. It doesn't need to be far. It can be really, really, but I want you to go really slow. You can do this seated, Okay, so just have your bum in the seat and you're just going to move your body around as best you can. The idea is just to get some movement in a feminine way, in a circular way. Remember, life is about cycles, the moon, the earth, our menstrual cycles, you name it, the, the, the seasons. This is how the earth works. So we're just mirroring that with our bodies. Now, when you start to do the hip circles, do them for a few seconds. Put on some great music you love. Again, slow, slow, slow. Do not rush this. I have a feeling there's going to end up being a video about this. But anyways, let me know if you want to see it. <laughs> um, and just allow your arms to move slowly out to the side, almost like a belly dancer would. Okay, just like that. A very feminine goddess-like movement. Now, the embodiment allows us to feel ourselves. A lot of us are what Ian LeVanzant calls neck, dead, neck down dead, meaning we've just gone completely numb from the neck down and everything is existing in our heads. And I'm telling you, that's the antithesis to the divine feminine. So this is going to start to open up. Now listen, if this doesn't feel safe, there are ways to do this in a way that feels safe. Um, hopefully you have a healthcare professional you're working with that can help you with this. But this is supposed to be a gentle embodiment. Maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you'd rather do yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong, something like that where it's slow and gentle movement that feels safe. That's really important. Okay. Um, for millennia, women have been um, preyed upon and um, made to not feel safe. So even if you haven't had trauma in your lifetimes, the ancestors are speaking through us and our DNA, believe it or not, and we can feel that trauma even if we've never experienced it. Seven generations back is what the research shows us. So uh, if it doesn't feel safe, by all means, stop. And if it does, have at it. I love these things, the hip circles. They are just the most grounding 
and feminine thing ever. So, and actually I'm finding patients in my office are actually resolving their low back pain, their neck pain and shoulder pain just by doing these things. Again, just put a woman's body into a feminine movement. It um, makes a big difference, turns out. Okay, the body is where instinct and intuition reside. So those are your inner truth meters. And as I started this conversation with, um, being able to discern truth from someone else's agenda is a superpower right now. I think it's something that we all need. And we have it naturally as women. It's part of being the great mother. Stop listening to outside experts. All of the guidance you need is inside in the form of feelings. So again, We've been taught that feelings aren't safe or they're not useful. And I'm telling you that the most useful thing there, there is. And the final thing I want to bring your attention to is relationship with mother. I know, talk about leaving the doozy for the last one, right? So our relationship to our mother is our connection to the feminine. So if you have a fractured relationship to your mother, many of us do it's time for you to clean it up for yourself. Now, that may involve her and it may not. If it can involve her, then it's healing for both of you. But if it's not safe to involve her or she's no longer here, you can still do that healing for yourself. That will allow you to tap more deeply into the feminine. So feel the softness of tone of this podcast. Imagine a world where power came from gentle stillness and knowing and deep wisdom. That is the gift we get at midlife and beyond. A woman in menopause is in a perpetual state of natural, gentle, still power. The same power we had at ovulation, but all the time. How freaking cool is that? So sisters, if you haven't picked the color of your cape and matching boots, please do it now. Because <laughs> I know I've picked mine. <laughs> Anyways, a little bit of a different podcast today. I hope there was some gentle guidance here for you. Um, a few things I want to share before I go. You can find me on my social channels. Uh, on Facebook, it's at Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast. And on Instagram, I'm at Dr. Fiona Lovely, Dr. Fiona Lovely. And um, you can reach out to me through both of those um, uh, uh, social channels uh, on a direct message. Or you can check me out on my new website, which has just recently been redesigned. It's drlovely.com. Now, I have to share a passion project with you before I go. Um, one of the first people to ask me about to explain what I was talking about, about the Divine Feminine, was one of the ladies we had go through the Brain Health Master Course for Women, which I ran in February of this year. And I just want you to know that is a massive passion project for me um, because I've been concerned about my own brain health as I uh, get more life experience. And I know this to be true about many of my patients, and I know there's a great deal of uh, concern about what it means to age well, and are you going to stay sharp, or are you going to end up uh, not so sharp, whatever that means, dementia, Alzheimer's, in a nursing home, what have you. Um, so I've created this program 
out of my heart space and also a passion for um, keeping my own brain sharp and watching family members of mine not do so well. So um, I will be launching that program again. We're taking our second class in, uh, I think it's early October. So soon you'll start to see a social Um, We'll be talking about it on the socials and um, there'll be a a place where you can uh, get the emails about um, where that class will be launching and when and all the details. So if you're interested, stay tuned. There's more coming. Uh, It's a great, great passion project of mine and I know it has the ability, the information in that class has the ability to help women around the world and the generations that come after them. So I have to tell you about it. It would just, um, it would not be honoring my divine feminine if I didn't tell you just how excited I was about that. Anyways, thank you for listening. As always, uh, please reach out to me um, on on my social channels. Uh, if you have any interest in um, a topic for an upcoming podcast episode. And until next time, take good care of yourself. Be safe uh, and be kind to each other. Bye for now. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.